Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0.
There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. For you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, that's 800-747-3733, title sponsors from day number one, no, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This 
is Zazlo Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 17th of May. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast, of course, and always presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in an accident, if you have a personal injury, first you call 911, then you get Anna Jar and Levine on the phone. You'll get an attorney on the phone immediately. I'm sending you to the best. They've been supporting me since before we even got on the show, before the show even started here. But they're the best when it comes to making sure that you are compensated. They take care of you. It's a family atmosphere there. They treat you like family. That's exactly what you're looking for when you're dealing with an accident and you have an injury. 800-747-FREE. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3733. We're finally here. We've been waiting essentially a year. And we are finally back. Heat, Celtics, exactly where we belong. That's right. The two teams, when you think of the Eastern Conference, really for the last, you know, what I gave you the numbers. Over the last 19 years, this is the Heat's ninth Eastern Conference final appearance. In the last 19 years, this is the Boston Celtics' eighth Eastern Conference final appearance. These are the two teams, when you want to be realistic, these are the two teams that represent the East. They're the ones who are in this spot the most. You got a little bit of Milwaukee sprinkled in here. You got Cleveland in here for a stretch. You know, what were we talking about? During that stretch, you know, they were there, what, 07, of course, when they went to the finals, and then the the five straight years when LeBron went back there. So a good number of years there, six, I suppose, where you had Cleveland represented there. Toronto's been there a couple times. But Miami and Boston. These two teams have been running the Eastern Conference for the better part of almost 20 years. And when you're talking rivalry, you know, hey, Philly-Boston's got that old school. They have the longevity there to it, all right? But Boston owns Philly. Except for 1983, Boston owns Philly. Heat-Celtics meet in the playoffs for the sixth time in the history. The Heat have won three times, 2011, 2012, 2020. The Celtics have won two times, 2010, 2022. The sixth time. In history, these two teams will meet. And for what are we talking here? For the fifth, uh, no, not fifth time. For the fourth time in those six meetings, it's in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's right. 2010 was in the first round. 2011 was in the semifinals. 2012 was in the East Finals. 2020 was in the East Finals. 2022 was in the East Finals. So this is the fourth time in six matchups These teams have met with the highest of stakes in the postseason. You can't meet in the Eastern Conference playoffs with any more on the line than Eastern Conference finals. So Heat, Celtics, back at it tonight. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Everybody calm down. So that's the main event tonight. This is what we're all looking forward to this evening. At 8.30 start time, start time sucks. What are you going to do? 
You know, we had some 7 o'clock starts, mostly 7.30. East Coast 8.30 start time sucks, but it is what it is. Hey, NBA Finals next round. Well, actually, I think this year they moved it up. I think this year it's 8.30 start times for the NBA Finals, and the weekend is still 8 p.m. Weekend had always been 8 p.m., but now I think weekdays for the NBA Finals is 8.30. Can't complain about that because it had been 9, so 8.30 much better. For the NBA Finals. But for the East, it's stupid. Anyway, I'm trying not to get hung up on that. I'll take a nap this afternoon. We'll all, You know, no one does naps better than me. We'll all be good to go. Matter of fact, good opportunity to tell you, I'll be taking a nap this afternoon on my Sheets and Giggles sheets. You guys know that. The only sheets I'm ever going to have the rest of my life, my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he also... They also sponsor the Greg Cody Show podcast featuring Greg Cody. We're going to get to Greg Cody in a second. But Sheets and Giggles, great sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. You can use my promo code Zaslow. You get 20% off your first order. Use promo code HEAT at any time during this playoff run. And you're going to get the big discount. SheetsGiggles.com. Sustainably made. Soft. Breathable. Cool. My favorite comforter ever. You ever try a eucalyptus mattress, a eucalyptus pillow, sheets and giggles, you're going to be over one of over 100,000 Americans who are using sheets and giggles. You're never going to use any other brand. I'm never going to use any other brand. Sheets and giggles, you know what I'm talking about. Sheetsgiggles.com. Panthers begin tomorrow, so don't really have anything on the Panthers today. We'll deal with that tomorrow. We'll do reaction to the heat tonight, tomorrow, and we'll get you ready for the Panthers. Today's about the NBA. Today's about the heat. We're going to talk to Hollywood Joy Taylor today. My former co-host, great girl, killing it out there in Hollywood. She's going to join us here. We'll get Hollywood Joy Taylor on the Johnny Cuba guest line. We'll do heat basketball with her. We'll do some NBA with her. We'll probably ask her about that nudnik imbecile, John Morant. So we'll get Joy on the show. We'll do that with her. The NBA last night, Western Conference Finals Game 1. Victor Wembanyama. So we'll do a little of that as well. Okay, very good. So that's what we have going on. But first, let's start out with what's going on on the Lebetard show. So, like I told you guys, Zaslow Show 2.0, really over the last few weeks, maybe the last month, has, has really started trending in a good direction. Which is so weird for me because it's like, I know I have a business, although, like, like, I'm not a businessman, you know? But, like, I have a business now, and you, you keep track of that kind of stuff, and it's like, yay, my little project is, it's growing. And so, like, it's kind of weird from that respect. I never had to think about stuff like that or worry about stuff like that. If you want to be a sponsor on Zaslow Show 2.0, get at me. All right, we got different types of packages. We can figure out what works for you. I am looking to add one or two more. So, anyway, that part's weird. But... The cool thing is, over like the last month, I think, the show's really started to trend in a really good direction. And could be for a number of things. Could be because the show's growing. I mean, I'm on Blue Wire. They're helping in a major way. It could be because the Heat and Panthers are just what we're in the midst of of an historic run in our sports history, which begins tonight. Every night, Heat, Panthers, Heat, Panthers, Heat, Panthers, Heat, Panthers. It's going to be the best two weeks of your life. And then they're both going to be in, the, in, in their championship rounds. Finals, Stanley Cup finals. Anyway. But it could also be because 
I've had a few appearances recently on the Levitard show. And most notably, my most recent appearance, which was, I think, yeah, a week ago. Yeah, last Monday. I did the whole show, including the National. I'd never done that before. So, I was, but again, that's only a week ago. And I told you the show's been upticking probably for about a month now. But anyway, I've had several appearances on the Levitard show. And I think that's, I, I think that's a significant reason as well why, why my show has gotten a lot more traction. All right. They, they have an incredibly loyal audience and those guys are all really good to me. So I appreciate that. Um, I, I've told them that. Anyway, so I'm on the show last week and Lebetard, he loves beef. He loves starting beef. So he, he wants to do the whole, you know, uh, uh, Zaslo, you hate Greg Cody thing. Look, I've said this a million times. I'm not a fan of his work. I've, I've met him a few times. I think he's a really nice man. I've said that a thousand times. Why do I have to like someone's work? He's successful. He doesn't need me. Why do I need to like someone's work when I, 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 I like them personally, though? Isn't that what's most important? Like, here's the thing. And I said this on the show last week. I would much more prefer Greg Cody or anyone else to say, wow, that's Zaslo. I, I really don't like his show. It's shit. But I've met him, and he's like a really good dude. I'd much rather that. I'd much rather you think I'm a really good dude. What did Greg Cody prefer me say? I don't, per- I don't like his style of writing. I don't like it. I don't have to like everybody. But I think he's a really nice man. Isn't that better? Anyway, so... give Levitard loves starting shit. So, here's... Here's from yesterday, I suppose, right? Greg Cody, Tuesdays. And so here's from yesterday. And Greg Cody calling me an asshole last week. Uh, really getting after me. You're not going to hear me call him an asshole. I mean, uh, w- would an asshole try and trade Dan Marino for Scott Mitchell? Hey, that's up to you to decide. But I'm not going to say Greg Cody's an asshole. I think he's a really nice man. Anyway, Greg Cody, uh, you know, he's getting after me last week. I'm an asshole, all that stuff. He's making fun of my clothes. Okay, so Cody, though, was on yesterday on the Levitard show. And you give this a listen. It it, it sounds like he's doing a little bit of... It sounds like he felt bad. I'm hearing conflicting reports on this situation. I hear that Greg may or may not have apologized to one Jonathan Zaslow. I brought it up on my podcast. Uh, I I think I was too harsh uh, against him last week. The nice hat was really just too far. Nice hat. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was being fed... Very personal shot. Oh, wow. I don't even know. Under the bus. I don't even know that. I don't know any. If if I'm going to hate somebody, I have to know them in order to hate them. Greg, go sit in the penalty box. Oh, jeez. Don't about his list, though. about his list, though. about my list. Get out of here. It's a beautiful list. Maybe we'll get to it. number one. Get out of here. Don't apologize either, big brother. That hat was whack. It was trash. He shouldn't have put it on. Get out of here. You come after Greg Cody Zaslow, you come after me. Wipe your feet at the door. Know where you come in here, bit bro? There Watch you go, your mouth. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Like I don't know if it's sincere, and there's a lot of giggling going on. But Greg Cody doesn't need to apologize to me. It's not a big deal. I don't. I don't want this guy to feel that that Zaslow's sitting at home and he's all sad because I'm calling him an asshole. I don't feel that way. Nobody needs to apologize. It's all good. Don't worry about it, man. I don't have to like your work. I think you're a really nice man. Your son's really nice too. It's not that big a thing, all right? 
But the, 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 thing, the thing that really hurt me, here's what really hurt me. You know, Juju Gotti, I, it, I'm being hat shamed. I'm not being fat shamed because, you know, I'm trying to keep my girlish figure. I'm not being fat shamed. I'm being hat shamed. And, 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 and I'm being hat shamed by someone who is clearly cool. Juju Gotti is cool. So when he's saying that, that my clothes suck, you know, and, and, and that, that, that's, that, that the hat is whack, and I got to take my shoes off at the door. That, 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 hurt, that hurt me in my core. That was, so now, because I've been hat shamed by, by a cool person, I'm never wearing that hat again. I don't, for the life of me, I don't know what's wrong with that hat. It's a Miami Hurricanes Adidas hat. But everyone's telling me, nice hat, asshole. I, I'm never wearing that hat again. So I hope everybody feels good about themselves that, that you're hat shaming me. And now I'm, now I'm very I'm self-conscious about what clothes I'm going to wear the next time I'm in studio with those guys. You know what? Can you send me a memo? Next time I'm invited to come in the studio, which I hope is soon, next time I'm invited to come into the studio, can you send me a memo outlining exactly what I should wear? I don't, because, I, I mean, I'm very embarrassed now. I'm very embarrassed in my wardrobe. And because someone cool, like Juju Gotti, it, 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 you know, shamed me, made me feel terrible. I'm never wearing that hat again, okay? That's what you've done to me here. Nobody needs to apologize for things they've said to me, but now I'm very uncomfortable in my wardrobe. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. So, like I said, no need to apologize. It's okay. We can both live under the same roof. Uh, you know, we, we both have the same great sponsor, Sheets and Giggles, SheetsGiggles.com. I, I, I love that. We, there's a kinship there between me and Cody. We share something that's important to both of us. Money. No, we share something that's important to both of us. We, we have a great sponsor there at Sheets and Giggles. But let, let's, let's not get crazy here. You apologize. Although, a nice hat asshole. That's kind of rough. That's a little bit rough. Maybe that hurt my feelings a little bit. That, that's a little bit rough. All right. So, so can, can we move forward amicably? And I'm very embarrassed that someone cool like Juju Gotti uh, shamed what I wore. I, I don't get it for the life of me. How's, what's wrong with that hat? But it doesn't matter. Because I'm never wearing it again now. It's very, it's very upsetting. That's a good hat. I guess not. All right. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff however you're listening to the show. You know that's good for the algorithm. I don't understand the algorithm. But I know the algorithm, it does things when you, when you do those things. And then it's good for me, and then I get all the monies. So it works out for everybody. Okay. Like I said, we're going to talk to Joy Taylor today. We're going to do NBA with her. Um, let me give you a little bit more on the heat here. So we've been waiting a year, right, to get back to this spot. Take a sip of my vitamin water before we get going here again. Hang on a second. All right. So... We were all rooting for Philadelphia, right? And it would have been nice to take the easy way out and get Philly, a gutless team full of chokers. That would have been a guaranteed win. Like, that's Heat and five. Easy. That's a guaranteed win. Heat and Sixers. Just like last year. Heat and Sixers, guaranteed win. 
But it's always been Boston. It's always been about Boston. You have to go through Boston. We got them in 20. They got us in 22. They got us on on our home floor in game 7. And that hurts. That hurts like a bastard. It's always been Boston. And like I, I prepped my son yesterday, you know. Like, hey man, you're really excited about heat, huh? Yeah, he's been really into the heat. And there and there's a lot of there I shouldn't say a lot. There's a little bit of teenage me in my older son, Corey, when it comes to the heat. Because he watches the games like angry. That's how I that's how I used to watch games. <coughs> Where just where the, I, I, I would harp on the negative so much more than the positive. Until the game is over, until they won. He gets really crazy and upset during the games. I used to get really crazy and upset during the games. So, I don't get on him about that. Like, my father used to get on me about that kind of stuff because... While my father was, was a sports fan, like, he wasn't, it wasn't life and death with him. I didn't get my my life and death sports fandom from my father. Totally on my own. I did not get that from him. If my kids were to have that, they would be getting it from me. Because they see it in me. I did not get that from my father. It was totally organic. So, he didn't necessarily understand the way that it would affect me. When I'm watching my son, I understand the way that it affects him. I understand the anger and the frustration during the games. So, I don't get upset with him during the games. But I will have a conversation with him like I did yesterday. Where, hey man, you excited? He said, yeah, yeah, very excited. It's like, alright, but listen, I just, I want to tell you. Because you got to remember. At his age, he didn't really get to witness the LeBron years here. You know, the, the Heat's championship in 2013... He's four years old. He was at game six, the Ray Allen shot with my wife, but, I mean, does he even remember it, you know? He was four years old. So, he doesn't really have any recollection of the Heat. Like, he's never watched a Heat championship run. Four years old, you're not remembering that. So, these last few years, uh, 2020 was the first year that he's witnessing a championship run. And now, what we got going on last year and this year. So, he's really into it. He's 14 years old. He's in those teenage years where it's like life and death with him what's going on with these games. And so I had a conversation with him yesterday because I've been through it. And I'm not upset with the way he reacts. But like I said, we go, listen, so I'll let you know. It's going to be really hard. And like, so what I'm trying to tell him there is you can't get crazy every possession. You're going to have a heart attack. It's going to kill you. It's going to be really hard. We're going to lose games this series, and that shit's going to hurt. But we're also going to win games this series, and to get out of this series, it's going to be hard as hell. And when they do it, it's going to feel great. But you got to roll with these punches, man. Otherwise, you're going to make yourself nuts. And I know that from experience, because I went through all of that, and all the, like, those Heat Knicks series. Granted, the first year of Heat Knicks, he's 14. The first year of Heat Knicks, I was 16. But 
it's the same thing. 16, 17, 18, 19, those four straight years. Like that was when, that was the peak of teenage years and just being crushed in the postseason. So I went through that shit. And I know what it's like and I know what it felt like when it didn't go our way. So like I'm trying to prepare him. I don't begrudge, like I'm not, I understand what he's going through. My father didn't understand that with me. I understand what my son's going through. But I'm, I, I, I also have the wherewithal. I have, I have the knowledge to also prepare him. And, and I'm also kind of... I would also say that to the Heat fan now. where, And this used to happen during those years. When, when I was doing... I guess it was Zaslow and Joy, right? And... You know, I'd have to say... Yeah, butch up. Like after a Heat playoff loss to the Pacers or the Celtics or whoever... Yeah, butch up. It's the playoffs. Shit's hard. They're going to lose some games. It's really hard to make it through the Eastern Conference Tournament. So, I'm saying that to my son, and I'm saying it to you guys now also. This shit's going to be hard. I love the Heat starting on the road. You know I love that. Home and road with these two teams. You you saw it with the Celtics in Philly game, uh, uh, Game 6. Although it's a gutless Sixers team. You saw it last year with Philly. Game 7 in Milwaukee, right? And you saw it last year. Game 7 in Miami. This Celtic team home road, it it, it doesn't matter. The Heat, you saw it last year. Game 6 in Boston. You've seen this year so far. The Heat in Milwaukee. 2-1, right? 2-1 Two and one in the first round in Milwaukee, and one and two in New York, right? Yeah. This Heat team can win on the road. Celtic team can win on the road. So I love, excuse me, I love starting the series on the road because I'm very confident in the Heat getting one of the first two. Obviously, you want to get tonight. You get tonight. You put yourself in a, sp- in a position for a bonus game. But even if you get game two, you come into game three at home feeling great, a little bit of momentum. I love the Heat starting this series on the road. I'm super confident in them getting one of these two. I don't care which one it is. I don't really know which one it's going to be, but we're going to get one of these two. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the reality of it is, like I told you this with the Panthers in the first round against Boston, the reality of it is, 
do you believe the Heat can get one of the first three games? No matter which one. If you believe the Heat can get one out of the first three games, which you have to believe, then we got a series. Because then, worst case scenario, you're down two games to one at home. That's a series. That's a game you would think the Heat are going to win. Now, I choose not to look at it that way because if we're talking about getting one out of three, it's, it's kind of a loser mentality. You really want to get two out of the first three, you know? But one out of the first two is the goal. Steal one of the first two, which I'm very confident in the Heat doing. And then you come home, you steal that home court advantage. You got three of the next four in Miami. The Heat, of course, have not lost at home yet this postseason. What are we talking? 5-0, and right? 5-0? and 2-0 the first round. 3-0 and the second round. 2 plus 3 is 5. 5-0 and at home this postseason. The, the Celtics have not been great at home the last couple of postseasons. And here's also something that I would add. You know, last night I'm being asked. I'm at the JCC last night. <coughs> Helping coach, assistant coach. I tell you, I, our, our head coach, John, I told you already. It's, it's like I'm sitting on the bench. It's like I'm watching Eric Spolstra. My son Jordan's basketball team. They're very good. They won last night. But like I'm being asked at the JCC. What do you think about Heat Celtics? You know, I think it's your gut. Like, yeah, it's going to be really hard. But here's the thing. The Heat are, without question, playing their best basketball of the season. Can you say the same thing about the Celtics? I don't think you can. The Heat are definitely at their best right now. I don't know if the Celtics are playing their best basketball of the season right now. So, yeah, I'm really confident going into this game tonight. I'm really confident in this series. I think it's Heat and 7. I think we do what do to them this year what they did to us, winning on that home floor game 7. <coughs> and you may think this is weird, but I just believe Jimmy. I believe when Jimmy Butler yesterday says this is their year. They're going to be the first of four. We have enough. We've been waiting all year for this. I just I just believe him. I know it's a weird thing. But that kind of put me over the top. Jimmy gets up there and he he believes they're winning. And I'm following that dude anywhere. I believe him. <clears throat> so, get in your nap. Do whatever you got to do. Tonight begins a two-week stretch of every night like we've never experienced before. Shit's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. <clears throat> All right. Before we continue, guys, look. You know, rain, flooding... I've been telling you, it's been historic here. Really, for the last, like, month, month and a half. That's a big deal. We know that. If you think that your home or business has damage from all the flooding, water cleanup of Florida, that's what I'm telling you about. Water cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Water cleanup of Florida, they know the impact, the stress, 
any unexpected disaster can cause you. Make sure that you use a local contractor like Water Cleanup of Florida, not flyby companies from out of state. Flood water also produces mold growth within days, if not taken care of properly the first time. So, like, if you and your neighbor, you were just going to sweep the water out of your porch and you're turn on some ceiling fans, that's going to be a big deal, all right? Water Cleanup of Florida, calling them to take care of your problem, that's not a big deal, all right? Let them take care of it for you. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635 or WCUFL.com. 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. So, last night, big night in the NBA. Victor Wembanyama. I mean, if, if you watch highlights of this guy, You've never seen anything like it. He looks unstoppable. He has all the skill set. And he's seven foot five. And when I watch him, you know, like when you would watch Chet Holmgren last year and you weren't surprised that he got hurt and missed his entire rookie season. Because look at that body. Look at that frame. I don't feel that way watching Wembenyama. I'm not sure why. I don't feel the same way. He just looks different out there. I don't know how to explain that. But what I can explain is, this guy looks unstoppable. And he could also defend. Obviously, he's going to be an incredible shot blocker at 7'5". And is the most hyped prospect since 2003 in LeBron James. So, I love watching the draft lottery. And we're watching the draft lottery. I'm watching it on my phone last night. That Dairy Queen post-JCC uh, playoff game, my son Jordan. But the four of us were out last night. And I'm watching the draft lottery on my phone. I love the drama of it. <clears throat> so anyway. I told you yesterday going into it, I was hoping Portland. Who was originally slotted at number six, I think. I was hoping Portland would win it. Portland jumps into the top four. Like, oh yes, they... They might get him. They ended up getting number three, which apparently now they're shopping, which is the right move. You want to try and keep Damian Lillard, it's not going to be with the number three pick. The number one pick may have appeased Damian Lillard, but the number three pick, I feel like it's similar to what happened with the Boston Celtics in in the 2007 draft. They ended up getting the number five overall pick. It was right before the KG trade, and they traded the number five pick to Seattle for Ray Allen. Because they were trying to, they were trying to make a push and be a good team, and then they trade for Kevin Garnett. I feel like that's what Portland is going to try and do here, and they want to trade that number three overall pick for a veteran to not only get better but to make Damian Lillard happy. Anyway, I thought Charlotte would have been a cool fit. They jumped into the top four as well, but they got the number two pick. So San Antonio, for the third time in their franchise history, gets the number one overall pick. 1987, David Robinson. 1997, Tim Duncan. 2023, Victor Wembanyama. <clears throat> now, two of those three times, they tanked and it worked. They didn't take with Robinson. They were just bad. 97, they were a very good team every year with Robinson. Robinson got hurt in the beginning of the year. I think he broke his leg. And they may have even been able to bring him back, but they didn't. And they totally tanked because they wanted Duncan. They finished with, I think, the second worst record. The Celtics had the worst record. 
They got Duncan. They got the number one overall pick. Two years later, they're NBA champions, 1999, Tim Duncan's second year. And we all know what happened after that. They win five championships. This year, they tank also. And it worked. So, then you get the whole, all the lottery's fixed. Like, I know David Sampson from Meadowlark, he thinks it's fixed. And he said on his show yesterday, it's going to be San Antonio. Let me ask you something. If you want to say the lottery, you know, the Patrick Ewing lottery was fixed for New York. Okay. It's New York. You want to talk about a big market getting the biggest prospect since LeBron James. Okay. San Antonio is a very small market. Very small market. And a market that nobody cares about. It's a boring franchise. It's a boring team. If anything, you want him on the East, not the West. Why would the lottery be fixed for San Antonio? I can't figure it out. Even the two other Houston teams, uh, Houston teams two other Texas teams, Houston, Dallas, those are major markets. Why would the lottery be fixed for San Antonio? And the answer, of course, is it's not. But that's good shit, man. Like, and, and that San Antonio team, like, they're not going to be good right away. I feel like if you would have went to a team like Portland, they'd have been good right away. Even Charlotte, I, I think they probably could have been good. Orlando, I think they'd have been good. You look like like ESPN, NBN, ESPN on Twitter yesterday put out a graphic of the projected starting five now for San Antonio. The four guys they have around Wembanyama, I guess four ducks. Teams gonna be teams still gonna be awful. It'll take a while. I have no idea why the lottery will be fixed for San Antonio. It's it, it's not logical. Anyway, so oh, and by the way, go to. If you, go on, if you go online and you see like there's this video posted in the San Antonio bar of everyone reacting there when they got the number one pick, it's pretty cool. It's, it, it's, it's pretty good shit. It's cool. All right. All right. Uh, before we get Joy on here, look, let me tell you about one of our other great sponsors, which by the way, okay, so I've been telling you about Brunt Insurance for a while now, right? My man Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they're killing it. Not only are they helping, all, you know, all of us. I've had my insurance, <coughs> I've had my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. I told you guys that, all right? That's because I'm getting the best rate, and I also know that I'm taken care of. Like, God forbid, I got a problem or something, I call Brunt Insurance, I could speak to the man himself. 954-589-2204. Also, of course, you go to BruntInsurance.com, and not just homeowner's insurance, car insurance, uh, life insurance, motorcycle, boat. Maybe you don't own your home, so you're talking uh, renter's insurance, you're talking condo insurance. Yeah, that's right. All right, bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204, and wherever you're calling in Florida, all right, you're going to be able to get the best information at the affordable price that we're all looking for because from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, they are... Getting, they're delivering you comprehensive insurance 
tailored exactly to your needs. You get them on the phone. They're going to say, hey, you need this. You need this. And you're like, wow, I did not know that. I tried to do all this on my own. I'm so stupid. I'm glad I listened to Zaslow and I called Brunt Insurance. Again, 954-589-2204. And like I was telling you, my man Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, killing it. How about, I saw yesterday, Brunt Insurance got this award. They, they've been recognized as part of the Progressive Priority 20. They're the fifth best insurance agency in the country. Uh, number one in Florida, obviously. But number five in the whole country. So how about that? Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You know I'm talking about Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul. Hey, tonight, Heat Celtics game one. A refreshing German lager in a can. That's how you want to kick back. That's how we kick back in the Zaslow Mansion family room. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny right now at your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, fresco Moss. You always got to drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. Joining us here, Hollywood Joy Taylor from out there on the Pacific. Speak FS1 every day at 430 the big star of Speak on FS1. As she smiles, she wants to be super humble. But deep down inside, she agrees. She knows I am I am spitting facts. This is 100% truth that I'm saying. Hello, Joy. How are you today? What's up, Zazlo? Uh, I am excited because we are we are embarking here, Joy, on, on potentially the most exciting, intense-filled two weeks we have ever had in the history of South Florida sports. We have the Miami Heat getting going tonight and every other day starting tonight and then beginning tomorrow is the Panthers and Hurricanes game one Stanley Cup Eastern Finals. It's every single day, alternating days for the next two weeks. We're so lucky that the schedule worked out like this. We have never, ever experienced this here in South Florida. I am so excited for these next two weeks. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Center of the sports universe. It's lined up perfectly. It really is. Now, I, I know, look, you're all the way out there on the West Coast. You're not exactly a hockey girl from what I've been able to tell. Are, are, are you keeping at least a peripheral view of what's going on with the Panthers? Oh, yeah, totally. And, I, and I've and i completely uh, reclaimed them. And I'm, I'm riding the wave with the Cats all the way. Um, it's, it's been an exciting postseason. So I'm looking forward to it. It's amazing. It's 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 so much fun what is going on. So I'm just so excited for everyone down here. When I say everyone, I mean myself. I'm so excited for myself because <laughs> the I mean just these next two weeks is is everything that it's everything I've always wanted, you know? And and I can't believe for the first time in a lot of our lives. Well, first time in any of our lives, because it's never happened before, that we're getting this this scenario. Anyway, uh so the heat, let's start with the heat. How how nice is it that we never have to have the conversation ever again about the bubble. The bubble was real. You got the same four teams that are in the final four here. And obviously the heat have been legit this entire time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. That was a really annoying conversation to have. I do. I will say over the past year or so, people have stopped referring to it as the bubble championship. Like they really rode that for a while and 
look, we all know it was just jealousy. If that particular fans team was there, they would claim it as a, a legitimate championship. They wouldn't call it a bubble championship or a bubble year. There's been shortened seasons for all kinds of reasons. And while obviously the circumstances in the bubble were the most unique we've ever seen in sports, so what? Um, but yeah, the, the teams being back is obviously a testament to how legitimate it was, although it wasn't a question in my mind at any point. When it started, it was legitimate to me. It's just competition. Like, are there outside factors that can play a role? Sure. Is it nice to have fans there? Absolutely. The crowd noise, for sure. But at the end of the day, they're playing a sport, and I, I think people don't give players enough uh, credit for their ability to compartmentalize the situation and focus on what they're the task at hand and eliminates everything that's happening around them. I mean, people I'm sure ask you what it's like to do a show and do you get nervous? And if you do a live show in front of people, are you nervous? And like, I don't, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I, I'm not that nervous. I might, I might be rattled because I'm in a new environment for a minute or two, but I'm not paying attention to that. I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. So yeah, I think it's great. The heat, the conversation about the heat is also very fun for me to have because, you know, the reality is this. If you're a Heat fan, you know how legitimate the organization is. And we sort of get overlooked every single year. I think people don't understand Jimmy Butler. I think they don't understand the value of the organization being as uh, uh, as competent and consistent as they have been. And look, I think it's really nice that we're back in the Eastern Conference Finals so everyone can stop getting on my nerves about it because it's just not a, it's not a conversation that's worth having anymore. You know what's also one of my favorite parts about the Heat making it back to these Conference Finals right now is I've always hated the arguments from Heat fans, the, the conversation of Pat Riley is failing Jimmy Butler in his prime years when the reality of it is, and I don't actually feel this way, but what, it, it, the reality of it is, Jimmy Butler should be on his hands and knees thanking Pat Riley and the Miami Heat every single day because before Pat, before Jimmy Butler got here, he had done absolutely zero winning in his entire career. And now in his four years since coming to the Miami Heat, he's in the Eastern Finals three times and hopefully the NBA Finals two times. He's having by far the most success he's ever had in his career in the four years since he's come to the Miami Heat. So the whole conversation about Pat Riley has failed Jimmy Butler. Get the hell out of here. Well, you don't have to tell me about Pat Riley. You know I'm a Pat Riley zealot. I think it's – I see both sides of it. I'm sort of in the middle. I think Jimmy Butler was the perfect – the Miami Heat were the perfect space for a player like Jimmy Butler to thrive. So that statement alone is in the middle of those two – positions. I love Pat Riley. I think Pat Riley runs one of the best organizations in sports in the Miami Heat. I think Jimmy Butler is a dog and is an excellent postseason player and needed the right scenario and uh, team that he could be the leader of and that his energy and specific style would be appreciated and supported. Would I love to see one more piece with the Miami Heat? Yes, I would. But I also think that the Heat have enough as they're currently assembled and they're missing significant pieces for, due to injury and are still here. So, well, here's the, here's I, the funny thing to me. I'm, I'm glad you brought that part up because here's the funny thing to me that I do like pointing out. Yes, Tyler Hero is missed 
it would be really nice if Tyler here were playing. Who knows? If they get back to the finals, he might be available. We'll see. I don't know. But it's not like Tyler Hero is out and it's like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do with all those points and those shots? Well, you know what happened now? What has been happening now since Tyler's out? Jimmy Butler's taking all those shots. Jimmy Butler's the one who has the ball. It's not the worst thing. Like, they're better with Tyler Hero. Yes. But it's not that, oh my God, poof, he's vanished. Where are those 20 points? Jimmy's taking those shots now. That's a good thing. Yes, because Jimmy is an excellent postseason player and he's making them. But the only thing that gives me pause about that is what we saw in the NBA Finals with Jimmy, which was pure exhaustion. Yeah. And and I don't want that for him. So I, But it, it hasn't happened. Everyone has stepped up in a big and major way. I'm a big believer in role players playing an essential part of championship runs. Obviously, we always focus on the superstars. But when you get into the nuance of any championship run, you will see the smaller stories of guys that don't get the glory that step up in huge moments. And everyone has been doing that. I think I think the Lakers are, are experiencing uh, some of that throughout their postseason with role players stepping up in big moments. You know, obviously they're very top heavy, but, you know, the, the Suns struggled from not having role players being able to step up and support their stars. It's just, I think that's what the Heat are built on. And they're a well-coached team and well-run team. So Jimmy taking those shots works because everyone else is is falling into the space that they need to be in for the Heat to win. How do you experience the games watching them? Like, are you, are you anxious the entire game? I try to to let the game let the game go as is for, for the early games in the series because I, I don't like to be overly reactionary to game one and game two. Um, unless the road team wins both games, I, I don't think you really learn that much. Like, we've seen that throughout the postseason. The beginning of series, as long as everyone gets to them healthy, like, the home team wins the first two games, like, okay, that's what they're, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, and, you know, obviously in our position, we, we re- react to every game. So you can't, you know, kind of make them unimportant. And it's not that they are, but I just try not to get too reactionary to what happens early in series. Now, the game the other night, Friday night in Miami, was a different situation. That I was losing. Were you at the game? And Yes. Oh, okay. All right. That must have been awesome. Do you not follow me on social media, Zazla? What's going on? I was I was sick last week. I, I wasn't 100% with it. Matter of fact, I'm glad the Heat and Panthers, too, for that matter, last week, they, they had a chance to both close things out Wednesday night, and it didn't work, and I was really sick in bed, and, like, I couldn't even have any kind of emotion watching it. So I was almost glad that both of them lost, and I got to get a little bit back to normal on Friday and enjoy both the teams then went on the same night. But I, I did not notice that you were at the game. Yeah, I went to the game, and it was awesome. Um, yeah, the final I, minute was I, uh, was bananas. Bananas. And I haven't I haven't felt that kind of energy um, in a building in a while. So oh, what? Was, I mean, I, th- I thought really uh, uh, Monica McNutt, who's a big expert on the NBA, says uh, they don't even get loud in Miami. Like, you could tell. <laughs> you could tell when, leading up to that series and during the series, you put on ESPN – you could tell every one of these analysts who have not watched a single Heat game all year. You really can't. It's just it, they may as well write it on their forehead. I love Monica, and I'm I'm not going to get into she's dead wrong. A feud. She's dead wrong, and I'm not going to get into a feud with uh, with the other network about it. 
I, I don't do local anymore, so I can't get can't get into it. What I will say is this: beating the Knicks in Miami was very, very satisfying. Like, I I I I was very happy. And can you tell me? I went to I went to game three. Down. I went to game three of the series. All right, the Heat smoked them. Um, can you tell me, in your opinion, in game six, what was the percentage of Nick fans in the building? And then I'll tell you what I thought it was for game three when I was there, because there is this impression from, you know, analysts like the one that I just mentioned there, that it's 50-50 in that building. Go ahead. You tell me what the percentage was in game six. Go ahead. No. I mean, we know there are a lot of New Yorkers in Miami, obviously. It was not even close to 50-50. This just not, not even close. I, I would say maybe, maybe 15% Knicks totally. fans. To- when I was at game um, three, when I was at game three, I said 80-20. Maybe 20%. Yeah, I, I, I would give you 20, maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. But no, not, not even close to 50 Not even close. And, and, and I'm like, I can be, I can admit when Heat fans are, are being, you know, bad representatives the organization i think we're very transparent about that there will be more celtic um, fans at, at the heat at the games in miami than there were nick fans i guarantee it uh, there will be there will be you think so yeah i mean there's a bigger contingent of of nick's fans in miami i think they've they worn at the games yeah i you mean I had, I had a couple nick's fans right in front of me um who were trying to go back and forth on every single shot and i was like we're not doing this oh um, I'm, I'm not here. i had that around me too and like i'm not here for any of this you talk <laughs> to your people i got my people and like we don't interact no they were nice enough but i was like no no, no we're gonna we're gonna watch the game um but yeah it was it, look there's something about I, I i don't know if you saw my my rant the other day on the show on on speak about the heat but there's something about the Heat organization. I don't know what it is, but it truly bothers people. And it's very hard for people to just give the Heat their flowers. I don't know what it is. My theory on it is that people are still upset that LeBron went to Miami. And they haven't moved past this idea that Miami has been a struggle organization since LeBron has left. Like guys, we're not the Cavs. It's just, it's not comparable. It, first of all, not only is it patently false, it's, it's just a weird thing to say when factually it's that incorrect. Like the heat played against the Lakers in the NBA finals had the Cavs been back to the NBA Finals without LeBron James? Well, they made the playoffs for the first time without LeBron this year for the first time in 20 years. I mean, so... Just made the playoffs. But, but, and, and some people would probably say that they had more faith in the Cavs moving further through the playoffs than the Heat. Like, the Heat are always here. They're always competitive. Been running this I, I conference I, for 20 years. I, I, just don't, I just don't understand it. I fundamentally don't understand what the pause is. And I think it's just still there is some leftover bitterness, I guess, about the big three. It's the only thing that makes sense to me because it's just not – it's so unfactual. I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like, why would you give – at this point, like going into next year, right? Let's, let's just skip through this postseason. Let's go to next year. How could you possibly 
like pick the Sixers to go further in the postseason no, than the no, Heat no, no, at no, this no. point. No, 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 no. But but people will do it. But people will do it. How how could you have more faith in the Celtics than the Heat? Like a like a big gap. No, there's no like, gap. Uh, there's like, no gap. Who do you like? Who do you? At the point in which the Bucks, the, the Heat did what they did to the Bucks. If you still don't understand what the Heat are doing, I don't know what to tell you. Like, well, well, let's be honest here. You want to talk about the bubble and a fraud? The fraud in these four years has been the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, the Bucks. That yes, they won the championship in twenty twenty one, shortest off season in the history of the NBA. All right, and they were able to go and then win the championship in twenty twenty. They flamed out in the bubble in twenty twenty two. They flamed out in the second year. In 2023, they flamed out in the first round. The Bucks are the ones in these four-year stretch, including the bubble. They're the ones that are the fraud. Let's be honest. I mean, I think the championship, people would push back because they did win the championship. But you're right that nobody mentions that it was coming off of the shortest offseason. Like, everyone wants to say something about the bubble, but nobody wants to say anything about the offseason. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's fine. The Heat are perfectly comfortable being villains. Heat fans are perfectly comfortable being villains. It's it's just our way. I, I don't get too bitter about it anymore, but when I do get the opportunity to uh, to mention it, I always take it. I just think it's weird. Like, I mean, finals, Eastern Conference finals, Eastern, like, did they forget? I think people just forget that they were in the Eastern Conference finals last year. They're always like, exactly where they're supposed it's, to be. It's, it's just last year. I don't know. I don't get it. Were you Were you surprised at the Doc Rivers firing? No, no, I wasn't. I, I think three years and I'm not a really like a pro firing person. There were definitely some firings that have gone on around the league that were very confusing to me. Monty Williams doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, you know, you mentioned the Bucks. I, I don't know how you fire somebody who just won a championship two years ago. It feels very reactionary, even if it was a gentleman sweep from the heat. But Doc doesn't surprise me because when you're looking at that series and looking at what the Sixers have done over the past few years, like obviously Embiid was not great in that game seven. And and it's even worse compounded by the fact that they didn't close it out in six at home. But when you look at that game and like how it went, do you, do you feel like Doc played no role in why they lost that game? Cause I don't like, I don't think that they made adjustments. I think it's weird that you have Embiid out 30 feet away from the basket like whether he can make that shot or not, that's not the matchup that you want to impress on the Celtics team. I mean, it just, it just doesn't make sense. So I don't feel like Doc is not at fault here. And also the amount of times that Doc has not been able to coach a team to closing out a series is astonishing. So, you know, the Sixers have underachieved. They have like, for the, you can't have the league MVP and go out that way. Every team he's and ever coached, every team he's ever coached is underachieved. Even even the one that won a championship has underachieved. Yes, I, every I, one I, of yes, them. Yes, people would people would agree with that that they that team should have accomplished more. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Doc is a bad coach. I think he'll coach somewhere else again. But I think the Sixers had to make that move. I mean, you, you have the league MVP. That's a very talented roster. They can't get over the hump. Like how, how can you continuously do this? And I think that three years is an appropriate time to be able to implement your system, get the players in that you think work for you and then execute. And they still weren't able to do it. So you got a, uh, you got a strong opinion on, on what's going on with John Morant here. 
I will uh, I, I will tell you the, the one thing that I will say, because I really don't understand how there's any other opinion besides like uh, he's he's obviously behaving like a total loser. But uh, for me, the part that is so strange to me is and I don't I haven't heard this as much this time around, but certainly I heard it a lot two months ago. The first time this happened is miss me with the whole I hope Ja gets the help he needs. Like, how about like, I hope that Ja doesn't shoot and kill someone. Because he always has a gun on him. Like, miss me with, I really hope that Ja gets the help he needs. I don't care. Well, here's where I'm at with it. What are they really asking Ja to do? Like, let's get down to the bottom line here. They're asking that Ja does not go on Instagram Live and wave a gun around. I don't feel like that's a big ask. I think I'm a reasonable person. I don't like to be told what to do. They're asking you not to go on Instagram live and wave a gun around. It's not a big ask. It's just not. It's not unreasonable. It doesn't matter if it's um, your gun. It doesn't matter if it's legal. It doesn't matter if it was loaded or not loaded. It doesn't matter. Just, just don't go live on the internet and wave a gun around. Not a big ass. And then you get like so, the Second Amendment assholes where it's like, what that, about his Second like, Amendment right? He's not in prison. He's not He's not being thrown in prison. But there are consequences at your workplace pertaining to your behavior. I mean, people like that can't even spell constitution. So to be honest, I, I really couldn't care less what about, about his Second Amendment rights. They would say the same thing about freedom of speech while being completely and utterly free. And they don't understand the, they, like they don't actually understand what any of those words mean. They're just spewing word vomits. And because they've managed to work in a word with multiple syllables, I'm supposed to respect what they have to say. They're fucking morons. I mean, Joy, you no can't go saying, and speak on FS1 and and look at uh, LaShawn McCoy and say, fuck you, motherfucker. And then you get fired from FS1 and you cry, what about my free speech? You're not in jail. They didn't put you in well, jail. It's, 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 a very, it's a very simple concept, I think, if you have any drop of intelligence. You are free to say whatever you want, meaning the government will not persecute you for what you have said. You are not free from consequences. Similarly, that gun may be legal. It might be legal for him to drive around with that gun. It's also not illegal to post photos or videos of guns. This is not a matter of legal or illegal. It is a matter of imagery and branding and representation of a league, billions of dollars, a brand, the league, and of the team that you play for. And beyond that, there's already been consequences for these actions before. So to your point, I look at it as, and this is why I don't call young people kids. At some point, you are an adult. Like at some point, we all agree 18-year-olds have lots more learning to do. You're going to make mistakes. That's fine. But at some point, you are an adult. He is 23 years old. I think he has, he a, has a child. He has a child. He has a child. So... At some point, you cannot plead ignorance. You cannot plead uh, that you didn't know what the consequences were. You cannot plead youth. 
you have chosen to do the one thing they're asking you not to do. Go on IG Live and wave a gun around. You can own guns. You can go to clubs. You can have friends. You can drive around in the car. You can go on IG Live. You can do all these things. It's just one request. And so, I mean, it, at some point, I just have to say, this is this person's choice. If I don't know this person personally, which I don't, I have to assume this is how they want to live their lives. Yeah. And so the consequences of whatever it is they do, they have clearly decided are worth these actions. Who was it? Was Obviously, it Shannon Sharp who said uh, that he's hustling backwards? Was it Shannon Sharp who said that? I mean, he's obviously hustling, hustling backwards, but that's, is it coming out of your pocket? Like, no. Is is this your family member? No. We care and, and know about him as a an athlete that we admire and admire his talent. But he has to care more about his career and his money than we do. And obviously no one wants this to end in tragedy. But the other side of this for me is we live in a country that worships guns, worships, adores, posts, politicians, send out Christmas cards with guns as big as me in them. It's all we care about as a country. It's, it is our, it's our number one identifier internationally, gun violence. It is our goddess. <laughs> so it's very difficult for me to figure out how we are supposed to tell someone not to have a gun, not to post a gun, when this is literally our brand as a country. So while I don't think Jaw is making good decisions, I think he's making the decisions that most of the country makes. Mostly everybody is cool with this. Because if we weren't cool with this, we wouldn't live this way. Because more people would not like this behavior than do like this behavior. Because we live in a democracy where people can vote to change things. And we have habitually decided we will live in terror for the rest of our lives rather than doing anything about it. So I'm very conflicted on how I'm supposed to like really be outraged over his behavior because it's the same thing that everybody else does. And he clearly wants to do this regardless of what the NBA or the commissioner or his organization or his teammates or his mentors or anyone has to say about it. Yeah. Joy, uh, excellent job. Tell everybody how they can catch you, of course. Watch me on Speak, 4.30 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Thanks, Joy. Appreciate you. Let's go Heat. Awesome job, of course, by our girl there, Joy Taylor. So we got the heat from her, a little bit on the coaches. John Morant, of course. We'll get to that in a moment here. You know what? Let's do it. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Hey, if you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home, your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But Water Cleanup of Florida, they are here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will tell you with their over 60 years of combined experience, they're prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. They'll let you know. 954-900-8635. Water cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. All right. Big deal or not a big deal. So last night, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers went down 0-1 to the Denver Nuggets. A six-point win. The Nuggets dominated most of the game. The Lakers in the second half made the game close. They were much better. So you had a competitive finish there. The Nuggets, though, they do hold on. Post-game, here's Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He's played with both Nikola Jokic and LeBron James. Kenny, as mentioned, you've played with LeBron recently, and now you're playing with a great 
and Joker. Could you tell us, you might be the best equipped to tell us just how similar these two players are. Uh, I feel like the only difference is that you know, Bron's, Bron can jump higher than Jokic. <laughs> I think that's the only difference that I can see. Um, like, uh, I just love playing with Jokic, man. Willing passer, you know, just, just dominant big man down there, you know. And, and, just seeing him do what he do, uh, you know, get everybody else going as well. All right, I'm, I'm going not a big deal. All right, he's he's being nice there, but these are – and Jokic is amazing. But the, these guys are not similar. Come on, give me a break. I mean, yes, are they similar in the fashion that he's trying to tell you that they're both championship caliber players, they're both MVP-type players, they can both carry their teams? Okay, that's fine, but these guys are not similar. I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Tonight, I mean, it, you know what? It'll probably get small TV in the Zazzle Mansion family room. Inter-Miami at Nashville. How about Inter-Miami? They've won three games in a row. They're now five and six. That's not a bad record. And they're sixth overall in the Eastern Conference. Now, Nashville, they're third in the East. They have 19 points. So this is a good team that they're playing. It's in Nashville. Uh, uh, you know what? Inter-Miami at Nashville. I'm going to go big deal. Like I said, it's going to be on the Zazzle Mansion family room small TV. I'll be keeping an eye on it. I'm going to go big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, John Morant, he released a statement. News dump in the middle of the fourth quarter late last night. John Morant came out with the statement after being uh, trashed by the commissioner. Trashed a little bit strong. But trashed by the commissioner, Adam Silver, on the NBA Draft Lottery show. Very disappointed. Pointed, shocked. He's uh, they're investigating. They're expecting the worst. Look, John Morant. He released a statement. Here it is. <coughs> "Quote: I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey, and I recognize there is more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself." All right. First of all, so this means what? John's going to go back to rehab for eight days. You know, like he did last time, whatever the hell that even meant. Yes, John, you're right. Your word, your words don't mean much right now. Your words mean nothing. This is not a big deal. This, this statement is not a big deal. His words mean nothing. This is a fool. This this kid, this guy. I, I mean, kid, whatever. He's an actual fool. His words mean nothing. Get the hell out of here. Not a big deal. This statement. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. The Marlins last night. The Marlins took on the Nationals at Lone Depot Park. They were down 4-2 in the ninth. Two outs. Luis Arreyes gets an RBI. Uh, I think it was an RBI single. Gets an RBI single there. Makes it 4-3. And then, again, two outs, of course. Two strikes. Jorge Soler stepped up to that. Makes two outs. Marlins down a run. Tying run at second. And Soler hits one to left. Soler. So long. It's a walk-off win for the Marlins. Okay, Jorge Soler walking it off last night. The Marlins now back to 500. There you go. I'll go big deal. Walk-off home runs are fun. All right, co- a capacity crowd of like 8,000 people there at Lone Depot Park. Yeah, uh, and yet a good performance there. Starting pitcher was Jesus Lazardo. He's been very good this year. Walk-off home run. I think it's his 11th, 11th or 12th home run of the season. Jorge Soler. I'll, I'll go big deal. Sure, let's go big deal. And that right there 
is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. And as always, brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let them tell you if your leak is a big deal or not a big deal. All right. There you go. So tonight, it all begins. The most intense two-week stretch in the history of South Florida sports gets going tonight. Heat, Celtics, H's and C's, 8.30 tonight. Nobody call me or text me once the game starts at 8.30. I'm unavailable. Thanks to everybody who listened to us today. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. Always appreciate your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.